Welcome to the Leaf and Barrel podcast. This is a podcast about whiskeys and cigars and uh, solving the world's problems. My name's Tim. My name is John. And my name is Scott. Today, we will be drinking Jack Daniels Master Distiller Series Number 6. And what are we smoking today, John? Today, it is a Romeo and Julieta Reserva Real. I am probably saying that wrong because the cigar is actually from the Dominican Republic. So that means it's Spanish. And I was horrible at Spanish. Reserva <laughs> Real, maybe? But... What's your initial take on the... Oh, you know what? Actually, before we even go into the takes, what are you drinking right now? Because, Scott, you're not typically a whiskey or cigar guy. Uh, so you will probably be doing a lot of uh, beer takes on us. So what are you what are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight I am drinking a New Glarus Wild Sour or Sour Ale. I guess it's a limited run by the New Glarus Company. Okay. It's a sour beer. Sour beers are some of my favorite. Yep. Yep. That no, I know that, that you've uh, you've taken a real shine Ooh, to them. I do love them. I wish <laughs> I wish they would take off even more. If you get done cutting the lawn and you want something that's real refreshing, it's a really good beer. Quench your thirst. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna go out and get hammered on them, but it is a solid thirst quenching beer i know that most sour beers also kind of have a fruitier aspect to them to kind of mellow them out what does this one got going on um i feel like i taste a little bit of grapefruit going on in this one all right, all right. it's hard to distinguish the place i bought it the lady compared it to a monk's cafe i don't know if i'd compare it to that so much uh, monk's cafe i think is a bit more tart this is still a solid beer i don't know what the abv is on it there's it's not stated on the bottle it's a good beer zero to ten zero to thirty mm. zero out of 97 what are you giving it i'd probably rate this somewhere in somewhere about a seven i also have here tonight a dogfish head a sea quench ale session sour i'll be giving that a taste a little later on we'll be hearing him crack that cold oh, open yeah. with the boys later can, on whereas the uh the new glares are bottles <laughs> all right john so on to uh the cigar sure. uh, because typically you know for people that may not know much about cigars there are three times you want to kind of feel the flavor out the beginning when you first light it up about halfway through and then towards the end because cigars kind of develop as they go so what's your initial take on this so we're about a third of the way through and I think it's really important to note, um, this is going to be a smaller cigar that we're smoking. Um, the ring gauge. Yeah, why don't you give them the specifics? Yeah. The ring gauge, which is going to be determined uh, how wide or how thick the cigar is, is about a 44, according to the company where I bought the cigars from. Uh, 72 equals an inch, I believe. So they make it a nice, nice, easy number to memorize. But if you approachable by the masses. Yes. <laughs> uh, so if you think about it, it's about a, a half inch in diameter. So it's going to be a very. This is definitely a more mild cigar um, than what we've had in the past. Not a whole lot of flavor, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I want to say a little bit of woodsy flavor to it. A little nut, but not a whole lot. I'm I'm pretty with you on that, this initial take. Like, it's not an intense flavor. This is a pretty, pretty mild profile. I would say that if you've never had a cigar before, this is a perfect cigar to start out with. You know, looking at the way that the cigar is burning, mine's burning perfectly fine. It's a, it's a nice, even <laughs> burn all the way around. So, uh, two of us smoke cigars on this podcast podcast and one of us is an idiot it's not him <laughs> so it's giving me a really nice burn which is really nice considering how we weren't really sitting down and smoking the uh, cigar to smoke it and about a third of the way through um, i have noticed there's a little bit of a maybe a, a slight pepper and it's getting a l little more leathery so it'll be interesting to see if that sticks or sticks around or if it dissipates uh, especially with the pepper um, pepper tends to build over time, but I'm very interested to see how it develops as we move along. Uh, Tim, so you're more the whiskey expert here. So what are we drinking for the whiskey today? Tonight we have a Jack Daniels Master Distiller Series number 6. Jack Daniels famously 
produces in Lynchburg, Tennessee. They're on their seventh master distiller in their entire tenure, and so they decided to release a series of whiskeys that profile the flavors that each of their prior distillers kind of tended towards. Number six is Jimmy Bedford. It's probably my favorite or second favorite Jack product. Right off the bat, one of the first things to note about the Series 6 is it's a very smooth whiskey. Most of your plainer whiskey is going to have a, a bit more astringency. It's going to hurt. It's going to take a bite on the back of your throat. And the Master Series 6 goes down smooth. It's pretty similar, generally, to Jack. Would but you say it's as smooth as single barrel? Because that's something that, mo- if anyone's going to have, you know, possibly drinking yeah. a whiskey before, single yeah. barrel, it's more readily available than the, the old distiller series. Uh, it's it's smoother than single barrel. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt, it's smoother than single barrel. Uh, the, the flavor profile is... Just in general, it feels like it's just a lighter Jack Daniels. You know, it's the same. There's charcoal uh, It's oaky. You know, it's Jack Daniels. They have yep, their yep. signature style. Uh, but this is a, a more muted uh, representation of that profile. None of the flavors overpower one another. They all kind of just play together. But again, it's still just kind of oaky, a little smoky. You're not catching much on, like, the woodsy or nutty or floral kind of flavors. You know, it, right. like I said, it's, it's, it's Jack. It's just, it's a more refined Jack Daniels. It's not as bold, but it's kind of nice in that simplicity. The more you smoke your cigars and drink your whiskey, the further in a cigar you get, it's going to change the taste of the whiskey or mm-hmm. vice versa. Something you'll learn the more you smoke cigars and drink whiskey. Because their profiles are kind of in the same areas. You know, you're looking at nutty and wood flavors, leather. Some caramel flavors. Caramel, chocolate, like that kind of stuff. And not so much with, like, the floral. Floral notes exist, but, like, they're not as big. Cigars and whiskey and scotches typically complement one another because of that. Think of it as having a good steak with a red wine. You're probably not going to go wrong as long as you spend, you know, you get a good cut of meat and you get a good wine. Now, some pairings are going to be better than others, but it's still going to be an enjoyable experience. Now, if you take a nice steak and go with a white wine, it may not be the best pairing, Again, I wouldn't necessarily recommend smoking a cigar, you know, and, and then having a glass of wine with that, you know, but that's that's just me. There are some people out there who like that, but I, Tim, I'd have to agree. Pretty much any cigar-whiskey combo that we have tried in the past two years before we started recording these, I don't think we've said, ooh, that was a bad combination. I would never do that again. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, they're both independently good, and they very rarely fight one another, so don't be afraid to experiment. You can always come to us. You know, that's kind of our whole shtick here is we're going to be trying different combinations with different whiskeys of cigars and giving you our honest opinion on these things. So you can always, you know, we're going to give you our honest opinion on how they work. And you can always come to us if you have questions. We can give things a try for you. Or if we've already tried them, we can point you to the review. And and Um, another thing to note is the way we drink the whiskey is on the rock. No, they're not mixing it with anything as of right now. Possibility later if we get into water. I mean, it's on the rock, so yes, it's mixed with water. Uh, Thank you. Ice melts. melts. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> I think that's really important to note, Scott. The way we take our whiskey in is strictly on the rocks. And that is for a few reasons. One, both John and I just really enjoy whiskey, so we enjoy the profile of whiskey. Uh, and putting it on the rocks, or even without rocks and just on with water, helps whiskey kind of bloom so it's not as dense so you can kind of peel apart the different layers because whiskey is an incredibly complex liquor there is a lot going on at any given time and it's not a bad idea to water that down a little you know don't go overboard you're not 
50-50, but adding a little bit of water to help it separate a little bit will help you analyze the flavors you're getting from the whiskey mixed with your cigar. Yeah, I would say a 95-5 split would be would be a good combination to have, and that's what we use. I also just like having a cold drink, especially in the summer. In the winter, I tend to drink a little bit more straight, and I'll just add a splash of water in it. We're giving you how we're doing it. Do you? If you prefer it with with Coke, put some Coke in there. You know, just understand that it's going to fundamentally... Jack and Coke is a thing. I always thought it was Jack and Pepsi. Uh, it depends on where you're from. I'm trying not to alienate viewers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, come on. That's what I said. <laughs> Later we can talk about the Manford case and the trial and that's how that's going. Please yeah, comment exactly. below. <laughs> please. <laughs> Hashtag please don't comment below. I'm begging. <laughs> But yeah, so that's Actually, that's I, our initial feels on things. We're you know when we get closer to the middle, we'll give you another update. I would actually say I'm about halfway. Yeah, you're kind of cruising cigar. through. Yeah. I am. Um, I was smoking while you were setting up the equipment. I was I was that guy. He was enjoying um, himself. Yes, <laughs> I would say that the pepper has actually died down a little bit, which surprises me because I'm used to the pepper actually building. That's um, usually how that will work. You get towards the center and the back end of the cigar, and the pepper just it picks up because it's such a high note that it's hard to suppress. Um, it's still a very smooth smoke. Um, not so much woodsy flavor, but um, the leather taste has um, okay. become more pronounced. I, at, least, at least that's what I'm picking up, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's been a while. Say, it sounds like an enjoyable cigar. I might have to try one one day. It's been a while since I've gone from the uh, more mild cigars. Um, this is one of those ones that I started off with, um, and that's what I would always recommend to someone who's never smoked a cigar before. Start light and build build your way up. You don't want to be someone who just goes for the fullest full-bodied cigar because if you don't enjoy it, it can really turn you off. Yeah, you can you can find out. You know, it, you take that first jump and you get into the deep end. And you're like, well, I hate cigars. And all you've done is shut off a huge portion of the cigar world because you went with the hardest stuff. So start light. And maybe you don't like light cigars, but move your way up. It's easier to kind of go forward than it is to hit the hardest end and then be like, oh, there's lighter stuff. Like, it's that mentality is not the same. <laughs> yep. And then uh, you'll probably never go back to full bodied again, which can be a real shame because there's a lot of really good full bodied cigars out there. But it's almost like you have to build up and work towards that. No one starts off by running a marathon. You know, it's just one of those things you work work up towards. And it's perfectly fine. I mean, I believe Tim here started out running a marathon, <laughs> turn that I... dial to 11 and rip it right off. My first cigar was definitely. Definitely the biggest, healthiest body they could give me. I got lucky. Don't take that route. <laughs> yes, you, you also had a very good oh. quality, oh. high bodied or full body, excuse me, cigar. Oh, so there are a lot of cigar. There are a lot of average full bodied cigars out there, and they are still really good cigars. But I would not recommend it for a first time cigar smoker. Absolutely no. not. It, it worked for me. That's not going to work for most people. Please don't do that. Start yourself off light. You know, go with a go with a lighter whiskey. Go with a lighter cigar. Like, don't. This is, this is supposed to be an enjoyable experience. Yes. You're supposed to just relax. It's not meant to be a fast thing. You you sit down with a cigar, you sit down with a glass of whiskey, and you relax. It's an enjoyable experience. It's not, you're not running a sprint here. Please, just enjoy yourself. The other thing that I would highly recommend is don't start buying cigars online until you actually know what you want, or if you even know that you want a cigar. Um, you can get a much better deal if you buy, obviously, if you buy a box of cigars. Cigars is going to be cheaper per cigar. But if you don't like what you just bought, you're looking at having 20 to 25 cigars of something that you don't like, and you just wasted a lot of money. Um, go to your local um, cigar lounge. If you don't know where that is, please Google it. There are multiple shops out there. And almost every single cigar shop that I've been to, uh, the people working there tr 
truly love cigars and they love the tobacco. They're incredibly knowledgeable about what they get in their store. And they will be able to, you know, if you tell them what you're looking for, they will find the perfect cigar for you. If you're a first-time novice, um, don't worry about, you know, having a cigar snob or anything like that. Most cigar smokers are very happy to talk about what cigars they smoke and why. Yeah. So please don't feel intimidated. I know sometimes going into something new can be a little intimidating. If nothing else, you know, go with a bunch of friends um, and you will probably have a very good time. Make an event of it, you Absolutely. know? Like, just, like he said, bring a couple friends. Just, like, go out you and... You guys like... can all be novices. You don't need to have someone who knows everything there is about cigars or... God, no. Or even a slight inkling of what type of cigar you want. Uh, the people in the cigar lounge will take care of you and most of the time they will not take advantage of you. Yeah. Which is really important. And yeah. even if you're, you're not a whiskey person you know go out there and enjoy a cigar mm-hmm. or vice versa you, you might not be a cigar person go out there and enjoy a whiskey it is not mandatory to do both exactly exactly you can have one without the other if you're not a fan of one of them uh, we just we state that they are really good together yep. so tim you've you've actually been quiet for a while which is <laughs> uniquely you and you've been able to catch up a bit on your cigar so yep. how about halfway through i would say I'd say about that yeah right, maybe so a little bit shy but yeah what are your feelings on it or, or what flavor profiles are you playing out so like it, it's a lot of agreeing with you you know the the pepper stepped up but it hasn't gone anywhere you know like it it, it kind of peaked fairly early about so a third of the, yeah okay about a third of the way in and it, it's maintained about the same level uh i'm not catching a ton of any like chocolatey or caramel flavors it's not a very sweet cigar mm-hmm. you know there's a little bit of like a nutty kind of back end um uh yeah you know that that's it's got a little bit of the nut. I can kind of catch hints of the, like, cowhide, the, like, leathery mm-hmm. kind of every now and then. It's not super pronounced for me. Okay. Um, and that may be because I'm not so as familiar with trying to pick it out, you know? And that's another thing, is once you're not going to catch... Once I catch a, catch a flavor, I tr- especially with... I love the smell of leather. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, hmm, I like this. I'm, I'm looking for it, so I might be a little biased. Yep, yep, yep. No, that's fine. And that's just it. Everybody... You're going to catch your own things out of these things, you know? Um, very woodsy. Like, I, I'm catching a very woodsy flavor from this. It's, like, I want to say kind of kind of oaky. Like, you know, it's not like a lighter wood. It's not like cedary or anything like no, that. No, it's definitely not cedar. I was going to say, it's not like, uh, when you say woodsy, it's not like uh, musty or no, anything no, no, like no, that. No, 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 not like that. It's or, or it's, like very like, it's very much like it's very much like exactly okay, yeah. that might be the word I was it's, looking for. It's very much like wood core, mm-hmm. like you know, it's the center of the trunk, like you know, like I I don't know if oak is quite right, but it's it's a darker wood. You know, it's not it's not what you associate with being. Right. So when you go in, when you go into any place that has um, woodworking in it, it has a very wood distinct smell. Ooh, that's such a good smell. And I wouldn't say that it tastes like that smell. No, but it's. You, you taste it, it's like, yep, that's wood. Yeah. Okay, what kind of wood? That's, that's a little a bit harder. Really good question. Yeah, and that's one of those things where, like, crack open a cold one with the boys. There you yeah, go. There, there it is. It is. Uh, you know, and that's one of those things where you'll actually develop knowledge as you go. You know, I might not be able to pull out what exact wood it is right now, mm-hmm. but two, three, four of these down, I might actually finally understand what wood it is. You know, uh, and I I do want to bring together the two because that's kind of a big part of this. Uh, 
when I... Scott, your face. Yeah, I, I would have to say that this is not one of my favorite beers at all. That, that's just, it's really sad because we were, we were praising the cigar and everything is all positive. Yeah. So yeah. We, we will tell the truth. If we don't like something, we will let you know. So uh, that was a dogfish head. This is the dogfish head uh, Sea Quench Ale Session Sour. So what's... All right, now, I, I, have, I have to be honest. I am a bit of a snob when it comes to beers. And I don't mind drinking from a can, but I can smell the can. So I, I always get that metallic taste in my mouth. There is a so little bit of a metallic I, taste. I always want to pour it into a glass because then the, the taste goes away. I, I know it's a pure smell thing. Now, granted, if I'm camping and I have a can, there's nothing more, much more I can do about it. Except maybe pour it in an analgene, but, you know, good luck cleaning that sucker out. That's yeah. a mistake. So Unless you have your analgene bottle that's dedicated to beer. <laughs> but the, even then, you're, you're mixing beer profiles, yeah. and, and that's not a good thing. No. So, um, so, so would you say it's more of the metallic taste of the can, or is it just the beer no, in No, it, it is almost exactly what it says. It is... It's, By the way, we are looking for sponsors for it, so Dogfish Head, please feel free to... Uh, hashtag, please sponsor us, Dogfish Head. states, it is blissfully brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. I will admit, it's very potent on the lime end. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's kind of my concern with, like, most sours, is like I said, they tend to introduce some kind of citrus to kind of level it out. Right, lime and salt almost sounds like something you'd want to do with tequila. And then Not you've made a mistake because you're drinking it, tequila. Especially because this is the Your problem is, is you drink salt. bad tequila. And no, no, all tequila is bad tequila. Mm, Hashtag not all tequila. Come on, you love that Pepe Lopez. I do love Pepe Lopez. Hashtag, Hashtag Pepe Lopez. please sponsor us, Pepe Lopez. I would love to wear your gear. <laughs> but I, if I had to rate this out of a 10, I'd probably put this at like a 2.5, maybe a 3. Wow. Ooh, wow. My dude. Yeah. Really? That's rough. I would offer you a taste, but uh, I don't know if you want to wreck your profile. Yeah, I'm much. not interested in wrecking my cigar with that. <gasps> yeah, I'm the... glad I only bought two cans of this. <laughs> um, I've also had some sour beers, and I, I really have enjoyed them, but I would never drink a sour beer with a cigar. I, I would be a... Um, when you smoke a cigar, the idea of av having something sour kind of flies in the face of that cigar. So I, I feel it would be almost two polar opposites. Yeah, they're two different flavor profiles completely. Yeah. Like, I've, I've smoked a cigar or two. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's not really my thing. I will smoke a cigar from time to time. I mean, and you'll probably, there will be a podcast or two where I will smoke one. I probably won't drink the whiskey with it, because me and whiskey have a mutual relationship of hating each other. Uh, I, I do want to cut into you here. Um, I just want to indicate, I had some initial uh, misgivings with this cigar. My burn was a little uneven uh and as a testament to how good of a burn it is uh without really doing anything it has straightened itself out like it's this is a very solid burn on this cigar but back to your beer or you were mentioning uh we were talking about mixing yeah uh as these as john stated these are very two polar opposite flavor profiles i even i wouldn't even mix them excuse me if i was going to smoke a cigar you know i might sit i i'm a huge fan of uh northwoods distilleries um keith rum yep uh i would probably sit down with a glass of that instead of a sour beer that probably wouldn't be terrible either you'd no. want to you'd want a it's darker got, cigar it's yes. got it's got some sweeter it's yeah. it's quite the sweeter you you'd um, want a darker cigar with the with the the chocolate and the caramels in so it. So 
to be fair, um, if you just do, go, if you go online and you just type in the type of cigar that you have, or even if you're uh, a novice smoker but you have a favorite beer, um, you can, you know, what cigar goes with this beer, and they will, and it will actually give you pairing. So please don't think that it has to be a hard liquor that goes with a cigar if you want to drink something, because that is absolutely not the case. Yeah. Um, and again, any um, cigar lounge worth its salt is going to say because they will serve all sorts of liquor. Um, hey, I'm looking for this beer. So go in with something that you're comfortable with. What do you recommend? And they will be able to pair that cigar for you. Um, likewise, if you want to start getting into whiskeys um, or, you know, try different beers, like, hey, I really enjoyed this cigar. What would you recommend with that? So there is always some sort of pairing that there will be some expert out there that can give you something to, if you're, if you have a known, they can pair you with the unknown so that you will have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That's rough. That's rough. That's what she said. Ooh, I might, actually just, I might actually just downgrade this to about a two. Ooh, man. The, the further, further I goes. get into it, the rougher it gets. That's what she said. <laughs> I was going to keep that going. There it is. Yeah, get him, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. There we go. Uh, so I do. I want to step back and uh, talk about the pairing. Actually, now that we're about halfway through, sure. uh, between uh, the Master Distiller Series Number Six and the Romeo and Julieta uh, Real, wait, wait, Reserva Real. Please don't correct us. Um, and there is a date. Um, I believe it was 1875. Yep, 1875. That's when these were wrapped. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, I'm sure that that date has a meaning to them. I do not know what it is. I I haven't dove into the history of this particular or actually for that matter any particular cigar brand i tend to use like i will pick one out based off of uh, reviews or ratings um, that a website has given or other people that i trust have said yeah this is a, a really good cigar then i will try it for myself and if i like it i introduce it to tim and see what he thinks about it yeah that's about how that goes um so comparing or you know putting the two together uh i don't think there's a lot of play between them actually no. Uh, uh, the, the old number six and, uh, the Romeo and Juliet are just, they just kind of stand by themselves. Even when you take a drag of one and immediately sip the other or vice versa, a lot of times whiskeys and cigars will kind of play with one another. You'll notice certain flavor profiles drop off or, uh, kind of be enhanced by them. And it, they just, I don't, I'm not catching that. Like, I don't notice anything falling off of the old number six and I don't notice anything changing on the cigar. To be fair, though, we are playing, you know, a very smooth whiskey to a very smooth cigar. So when you rub, it's like, oh, silk yeah. on silk. Yeah. Yep, it still feels really nice. And yeah. I, I like silk A, I like silk B. When I put them together, it's silk. Yeah. So, and there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they don't have to interact. You're They're not still both. In, you're not going to enhance the smoothness or anything like that. And the cigar doesn't cover up any harshness of the whiskey because I don't think there is any harshness to cover up. No. And again, the this, this smoke is so smooth and you actually have to, you almost have to concentrate on the flavors mm -hmm. for this particular cigar so it's not going to cover up or it's it's not drawing anything out and it's honestly still kind of the same way with the whiskey too because mm -hmm. it is such a subtle whiskey you kind of have to take a minute a minute and really peel it apart um it's not going to punch you in the face yeah sure. yeah uh, so that you know they they don't play together and i think that's perfectly fine for both of these you know they by not playing together they're a fine thing to pair together you know because you know that you're always going to get this same profile all the way through you don't have to worry about the old number six changing or the romeo and juliet interacting with one another if you like the romeo and julieta and you like the old number six you're going to be good to go all the way through you know you don't have to worry that ah oh, this got really light this way or mm -hmm. something like that so 
it's weird because like it almost feels like a failure because they didn't mix but it doesn't it's not a bad thing like they're just they're strong independent actors and they they don't play together and that's fine we're you're, we're adding two positives we're not multiplying yeah positives. yep exactly yeah that's probably the best way to put that and both have a, a value greater than one mm-hmm. for all for all the math geeks out there thank you for getting that joke <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's about where I'm at with that. I don't know. It's going to be a little bit before we're rating on the back end, so if we just want to shoot the shit at this point, you know, that there was a lot of catch-up for us to kind of, like, because we started a little late, you know? Did you? It Did you? I haven't done that in years. Ladies and gentlemen, John just put his cigar out. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> what an idiot. Everybody, please join me in making fun of him, because it's usually my job to let them go out. <laughs> Uh, how? <laughs> no, 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 we'll wait. Go ahead and light it back up. I have to get it in while I can, ladies and gents, because I'm going to do it next. Because <laughs> it's going to be Tim 99% of the time. I wonder if it was just because it was so humid out or what, but I've... Because it happened right when you ashed. Yeah, I wonder if I ashed. If you took it, 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 had a decent, it had a decent ash amount, which yeah. is typically about... Half an inch. Half an inch, inch to an inch, yeah. yeah. It is not like a cigarette. No. No, that's another thing to point out, you know, since we're there. Uh, let your cigar just sit. The ash will hold itself together if it's a decent cigar. And you're typically going to let it sit until, you know, like we just said, half an inch and longer. And what you'll do is you'll give it a, a solid tap, not crazy strong not aggressive just a solid tap on the ashtray and the ash should fall right off without a second tap whatever ash does not fall off leave it be and will act, it will also help with the burn well which is going to be very important so you, you get that nice smooth even burn yep don't don't over ash that was sad <laughs> it's a little sad to watch i won't lie is that how that feels every time i let it happen i, I feel embarrassed <laughs> so do i every time <laughs> I did see a news article today that I think uh, deserves delving into. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how much, how many legs this has. It's not the ESPN one, is it? No, no, no. Yeah, that right. one. What you about know, the IGN plagiarism? No, no, wait. That's great, too. Hold on. Uh, we Now now that we're into it, we've actually got a lot to bring up. Uh, so I do want to bring up the ESPN one because it's so short. Uh, so uh, USA Today reported on ESPN. Uh, ESPN stating that they are not going to play. The headline of the article was ESPN confirms will not play national anthem during Monday Night Football. I have not seen this. That uh, is shocking. It shouldn't be because they never have. They do not show. In this article, was the current uh, a CEO or runner of VP of the or president of ESPN saying, hey, we've never run it and we're not going to change. So the article what? was actually just useless. It was right. It's Thursday night. It's, Why? It's Why Sunday was this night. a news article since it's never played? You, your your it's headline. Click, it's clickbait. Your headline was ESPN will not play national anthem. It's not a lie. It's a little misleading. So. That I wanted to okay. get that out of the way because holy I I, shit. I guess I've never realized that because honestly, even when it's for a, the team that I watch, which is usually the Packers, uh, religiously, if I DVR the game, which I usually end up doing because I'm going to be busy when the game actually goes through and I can just fast forward all the commercials, I fast forward the National Anthem because I really don't care who's kneeling or who's not taking a knee or anything like that. Um, I, I'm very fortunate. I don't have those problems in my life, and I think it's sad how we've gotten from point A to point B, and that's all I really want to say about that. Don't worry, folks. I'll drag him right back into that argument later on. (laughs) I've never paid attention to that, I guess. Especially on Monday night, because I will watch Come On Man, which is from the... Come on, man. I do love the the Come On Man. The previous show, um, uh, Monday Night Countdown, but if it's the anthem, I just fast forward that, because I'm coming home from my scout meeting. I gotta be be somewhat responsible. Because I was sitting at home, and I'm reading it, and my buddy Scott's over, and 
and uh, and I'm just like, Scott, what the heck is this? They're not going to play the anthem? And he's like, well, I'm pretty sure they never have. I'm like, why would they write this article then? And I get to the second paragraph. Yeah, we've never played it, and we will continue not playing it. Why did we write this article? But USA Today, USA, listen to me. USA Today, I'm talking to you right now. Mono a mono. Hashtag sponsor us. Please fucking stop that was embarrassing it must have been a slow day in the news <laughs> uh so the next thing i want to bring up uh is the the mormon church dum 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 no longer wants to be called the mormon church okay. nor do they want to be referred to as lds they will only accept being referred to by the full church name which the is the church of jesus christ of, of latter-day Latter saints. saints okay mormons stop it you're, you're always gonna be mormons Quit it. Quit it. It's a it's a rebranding. That's adorable. Kind of, you you went with a fucking nine hundred character rebranding. That's not gonna. We're trying to chop off every fucking vowel we can to make words. What do you mean? Stop that's, it. That's that's really gonna hurt their when people try to try and tweet at them. I'm telling you, you can't tweet anything after you get that name out. You got like four <laughs> characters left. I don't I don't know how Twitter works. <laughs> I am not on Twitter. <laughs> I used to be. Uh, but then I realized that Twitter is actually just a cesspool, so I quit. Uh, Hashtag Twitter sponsors. So you can find us on Twitter at... <laughs> Real talk, no though. Word. At Leaf and Barrel Podcast. You're going to make me join social media. You jerk. Uh, you won't have to. So I'll be honest. I heard about the IGM plagiarism thing. I'm going to need you to walk me through it a little say, bit, I though. I haven't heard anything about it, so if you could inform So, um, I guess I didn't really care that much, because I've really stopped getting my my video game reviews from IGN. Um, I really... Most people actually enjoy the fact that they took out the pros and the cons, and they just went with their uh, scoring system. It's on a 10-point scale. Um, but the problem with that is you have to read the entire review, and I don't necessarily always have time for to read the entire review unless it's for a game I'm very... I'm really interested in. And at that point, I'm going to check out reviews from multiple sources anyway. So I've really stopped reading yeah, it. I understand. But apparently one of their reviewers uh, plagiarized an entire review of a particular game. And I apologize. I, I don't know the, the game. Um, but I believe it, he plagiarized it from Boomstick. And uh, IGN, when, when Boomstick complained about it, IGN did the, the right thing. They did the research. They... Yeah, it is 100% plagiarized. Holy uh, man, really? I, I, think, I think a middle schooler could have done a better job of plagiarizing than what this guy did. Holy cow. And the thesaurus, man. They pulled the review, they said why they pulled it, and they promptly fired him. And considering if you go to college and you plagiarize something, they most colleges will not only flunk you from the class, they will kick you out of the college and the university because of how big of a deal plagiarism is, especially for anyone who's above the age of 18. Because we're talking college. We're not talking about, I'm a kid. I made a mistake. You purposely copied and pasted something and called it your own, which yeah. is wrong. Yep. Absolutely. Um, he went on his own YouTube channel and he, uh, challenged people like this was, this was a fluke. It's never happened before. You can look at my other work and see that it's never been done. First off, most people don't get caught the first time that they plagiarize. It's, it's just a fact. When you get pulled over for speeding, it wasn't the first time you were speeding. That might be what you tell the cops, but let's be real. Uh, please, no one... we all tell the cops, no, sir, I don't know why you pulled me over. I couldn't have possibly been speeding. Fair enough. <laughs> no one ever gets caught, usually for the very first time that yeah. they've done something wrong. Yep. So, of course, in the age of the internet and social media, research was done. And yeah. there were multiple reviews that he had done and that was all plagiarized. Um, IGN, for 
for their part, has done a, a great job of pulling all of his reviews from their site and their bot backlog. So Congratulations they, to them. They pretty much did what the WWE did to Hulk Hogan before they reinstated him, and they have basically wiped him out. And they have done a great job of calling him out on his plagiarism. And, um, but I think that, that, was, that brings me up to my point with reviews. And if you want to read a review, whether it's about a whiskey or a cigar, and then smoke that cigar and see if you get that profile and say, yep, I agree with that, or no, I don't agree with that, that's perfectly fine. In fact, I would encourage you to smoke a cigar, make a decision for yourself, and then read a review on it and try and find someone who has multiple reviews and seems to know what they're talking about based off of other people's comments, whether it's on YouTube or a cigar catalog or a magazine or even their website. That's absolutely fine. And if you want to say that you agree with this particular person's view or you don't agree with their view and here's why and these are the flavors that you pulled out, that's one thing. But to say, yep, this cigar was manufactured, yada, 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 yada. First third smokes like this. The middle cigar smokes like this. The last third is like this. And if you're just copying what someone else does, why are you doing a review? All you're showing is, yep, I can go online, I can type some things into Google, hashtag Google sponsor us, and you're just taking someone else's work. Easy money, that's and why. one nice thing about our reviews, is our reviews are done live, so you won't have to worry about us copying someone else's review. Yeah. We are drinking the whiskey, we are smoking the cigars, yeah. live right here on the past. That's real true. Um, it is first-hand I just, data coming from us. I, I'm impressed by this man's testicular fortitude. Yes. To go online and be like, hey, internet, I know you're all way too busy to look this up. He didn't even apologize to Boomstick. And that, that's probably the, the most egregious thing that I found. Um, if you, Everyone in life makes mistakes. In yeah. fact, America loves comebacks. That, yeah. That's pretty much what we're, we're built with. But when you take a look at it, and if you don't, uh, you first have to own that you made a mistake, and then atone for that mistake, and then come back. When you, If you would have just been honest and like, yep, this is what I did. I'm sorry. Here's why I did it. Even if it's a really bad excuse of why you did it. But then go and start building yourself up saying it i will make sure that this never happens again i will continue to review games on my own if you want to follow me i appreciate it if not i understand why because i've lost everyone's trust i made a bad decision go for it and he probably would have been okay a year down the line mistakes are a wonderful opportunity for growth but it's if all you, about how you handle your mistakes if you refuse to acknowledge it was a mistake you cannot grow from it and better, the internet's going to come after you because you decided to challenge a bunch of people that don't have anything to do. And the internet loves tearing people apart. And he is a younger guy. <laughs> I would say he's in our age demographic. So he, okay, he yeah. is a millennial. Yeah. But at that point, you grew up with the internet. Mm -hmm. You grew up with these tools. This isn't like those old speedrunners who've been caught cheating down the line because we have a new technology yep. that can allow us to splice the game footage together and we can tell when that's happened. This guy knows all of this stuff. Yeah. He yeah. worked for IGN. Boy, Scott went really hard and went right back to the bottles. Yeah, right back to the bottles. Because that dogfish head was, ooh, that was that was also a recommendation by the uh, the liquor store because she had asked me what I like yep. and I like like I said I like my sour beers and she recommended yep. that. And then, Did they have a lot of them? Uh, the liquor store I go to has a very decent selection. No, were there a lot of dogfish head beers and were they on sale? <laughs> they weren't on sale, um, but uh, you know that's that's something worth mentioning too. Is you know sometimes you're going to get a recommendation and it doesn't work for you. Everybody's taste is different. You know, 
they're doing their best. You know, I'm sure maybe she liked it. She's had it before. Like, she has an idea. It just didn't work out. You know, you don't have the same flavor for it. It's not for you. That's like, that'll happen. You know, we're going to give our God honest opinion on these things, but you might have it and be like, wow, this is disgusting. And like, I don't know if I would have actually called it disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but I, in my personal opinion, I wouldn't have classified it as a sour beer. I would have classified it more as like, but Light's Limerita. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, it ain't nothing personal. I love but your Rita stuff is bad. But yeah, I would classify it more towards a uh, like a limerita than I would have a sour beer. Jeez. Because it now, was very lime flavored and it had that touch of salt at the end. To yeah. be fair though, and again, I, I am not a fan of anything with a Bud Light line. Isn't that more you pour it out into a glass on the rocks like a margarita? Or is that supposed to be drink? Uh, it's supposed to be drink straight and it's supposed to be kind of like a margarita but as a beer. Okay, that's just mixing two things that aren't the same. I it's a I don't malt beverage. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a malt. It's not, not a beer, beer. It's a malt beverage. So but. like a, a Mike's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. more, it's, but fruity. It's, <laughs> like like Mike's is the summer hummer of malt beverages, whereas like Limerita is the margarita of malt beverages. Yeah. It's like yeah, like it's kind of similar, but like it's still not in the beer field. It's just in the malt beverage family. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so I went I went right back to the uh the new Glaris here because that had that was a lot better flavor to me in my opinion. Now you may like the dogfish head. I know a lot of people that do like dogfish head and you know like we d- we described he just described a bunch of flavors, you know, how it it's like the Rita stuff. If you like the Rita stuff, if you like Mike's uh, if you like that kind of idea of a fruitier flavored multi malt beverage kind of stuff like give it a go you might enjoy it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. As, as like i said as far as i had to rate it as a sour beer it, it rated low as a sour beer if i probably if i had to compare limerita to the dogfish head yeah uh the sea quench ale i would probably actually rate the sea quench ale a little higher so if i gave you this beer and i, I didn't tell you anything about it would you enjoy the beer if you weren't expecting a sour beer no i would not Okay. Because it was very lime flavored. Okay. Fair enough. Going into it thinking it's a beer, I would not enjoy it because it, to me, nothing to do with beer. Not even close. But then again, excuse me, when it comes to sour beers, it's very hard to compare them to actual, like, regular run of the day. I would say traditional beer. Your traditional pilsners. Okay. Uh, they don't stout, compare either. Or your stouts or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, they're, that's like comparing a Pilsner to an IPA. Are they, how do you compare them? They're, they're two completely different things. Yeah. Like, they're both beer, sure. Yep. But Technically, yes, they're both beer, but. That's about where that similarity ends. Correct. Yeah. Because, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, John, I see you're, uh, getting kind of close to the end there. Yep. Are you getting any, uh, different flavor profiles out of it now? No, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, again, I, I'm really stuck on this leather flavor, and Tim, I don't know if you can pull that out at all, but I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's starting to burn a little bit hotter, uh, and again, that's going to be because of the smaller ring size. Again, it's a ring size of 44, um, and I've traditionally been smoking the, I, I wouldn't say larger ring cigars, but I would say larger than a 44. Um, so it's definitely a different experience. Um, so it Again, but it's still just been consistent it's, pretty much throughout. Like, again, flavors have intensified a little bit from the very beginning, but it's... I'm, I'm starting to pick up a little bit more pepper, but not a whole lot. Which, but, but again, I was also expecting that, so that could be my brain playing tricks on sure, me. Sure. Um, 
but again, to go back to a comment that Tim made, um, even when my cigar went out, again, I've, I have another great burn going with the cigar. So I, I'm extremely impressed with the cigar's overall composition and how it's burning. Um, again, I would highly recommend this for any novice smoker because I think I'd have to try really hard to screw up this cigar. Now, if you've smoked this cigar before and it didn't burn right for you, I apologize. I'm not trying to make fun of you by any stretch of the means. It could also be that you just had a really bad cigar. Um, I would never rate a cigar based off of, you know, how it smoked or how it burned based off of one cigar. Um, the cigars that we're smoking are all hand-rolled, so that means there is always going to be a little bit of human error. And all that being said, the people who roll these cigars, that's all they do, and they're extremely talented at their job. Uh, but mistakes happen. Um, but I would say overall, this is a, a great beginner cigar, and I'm very happy with it. Sounds like something I might actually enjoy as far as that. We might have to uh, do a repeat of the cigar for our next episode and, and have you in on it and see because what you I, think. I am a very, we will also I, I have a different beginner when it comes to cigars. We'll yes. also have a different whiskey involved. Uh, next week will be a Woodford Reserve, actually. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm finding a hard time disagreeing with you. You know, it's it's a little more. I, I don't know that the pepper's amped up at all. You know, uh, uh, I'm not catching any more intent. Like I get whiffs of the cowhide, mm -hmm. like leathery kind of composition. Uh, but other than that, like the, it's just been a very consistent smoke all the way through. It's it's a little weird almost because yeah, you also, kind of expect. I'm also letting the uh, smoke sit in my. You know, I'm letting it. I'm holding mm -hmm. it in a lot longer than I would with a full full body cigar. So I'm, I'm trying to. Again, I really enjoy that leather taste. So I'm trying to get my money's worth, if that makes sense to the cigar. Absolutely. I'm holding it in. Because, like, like we said before, cigars are meant to be enjoyed, so if, if you enjoy that leather taste and you're getting that out of that cigar, enjoy that cigar. Like, don't be afraid to, to smoke it slow and, and enjoy the flavors that you're getting. You know, and I, I actually just tried that here, uh, and I think just sitting on it, it helps It helps you notice all that leather a little bit more, actually. Um, I am getting a little more nut as well. Uh, yeah. It, it's not... It's nothing, you know, I don't want to say, like, I'm getting a bit more nut, and it's, like, it's profound, you know? That's what she said. <laughs> Michael Scott. Uh, uh, never with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, it's true. Uh, <laughs> you get what nut you get. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it, just a little bit of nutty, you know, uh, holding on to it, like you just mentioned. Uh, I definitely noticed a bit more of the, of the leather mm -hmm. taste. The pepper, still about the same. You know, it's still a little woodsy. Uh, that hasn't transitioned anywhere no. you know like i kind of figured maybe that would move. i thought it would die down yeah that it would either go away or transition to a darker woodsy kind of taste so you mm -hmm. can get more of the of the like smoky kind of flavor you know it's weird to call it smoky when you're actually smoking something but yes. like there's a smoky flavor yes. on top of you know and it, that's that's not been the case either it's just been a very consistent cigar no, all no, the way no, through from someone who doesn't smoke cigars very often at all. I haven't mm -hmm. smoked, you know, in my life. Yeah. Like, are you talking like smoky, like smoked meats? Like smoky? Like you get that like wood smoked flavor yeah. out of it? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly Absolutely. what it is. Yeah. All right. like yep. If you compare a ham cooked in the oven versus, you know, cooked in a smoker, there's a distinct woodsy taste to it. Now granted, it's going to, you know, vary on the what wood chips you used Absolutely. or whatever, how, however you cook it or prepare that ham, but there is a wood taste to it. It's like, yep, that's wood. Right. It's been smoked. I mean, and for me personally, I know things that are cooked or smoked with wood tend to have a really good flavor. 
Ooh, like nothing better than a good like hard wood. I just got a good hit of that leather. Again, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not better than that hardwood. I got a good hit of that leather the first just now. Podcast is a bunch of dick jokes. <laughs> Listen, we're smoking cigars. If there's not a dick joke every episode, we fucked up. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're goofing. If there's not at least one dick joke or a Clinton reference, there we go. <laughs> Tim's looking at me confused. Clinton was a president. <laughs> Since when? Before Hillary. Shit, I was too young. We're close to the same age. I know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, just just sitting on it, like like the cigar. Like I I took a couple of drags just now and just really let them hang out and mm-hmm. let them sit, and I got a real good strong taste of that leather and it's like it's that this is gonna sound a little weird um it's a specific kind of leather it's that like like you know on a belt how like the front will be like polished and the back will be kind of like rough it's the back it's that rough leather it's not like the front end where it's lacquered or anything it's like real raw leather smell taste like yeah all right that's that's really nice, actually. Some real positive notes coming from uh, this cigar. Yes. Good to hear. And again, it's been a long time since I've gone to a lighter cigar, and this almost makes me want to go go back to them, see what I'm missing. So I've been I've been hanging out with the more medium to full bodied cigars, and, yeah. and this is definitely a, a mild cigar. Yeah. Uh, but I, I am really enjoying this. This, this, is this a, could this could definitely be a everyday smoke. This would be a damn good like post dinner cigar. Yes. Like you just you you've, you're nice and full. You come outside. You light the cigar and you just sit and smoke and digest for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then you go in and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> like this would be. Like you know, it's not going to it's it's not going to accentuate anything from the meal. It's just this is a good even cigar to just kind of wallow in and yes. experience. I, I would say this would be a very poor midday cigar. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's nothing wrong with having a nightcap. And that, that's the other thing too is you know as John stated you know he tends to stray more towards the mid body to full body cigars and 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 you can go back and go back to a milder cigar and you can really enjoy them still just because you prefer a full body bodied cigar that doesn't mean you can't go back to a mild cigar and still thoroughly enjoy it right this isn't this isn't an upgrade you know you don't like it's not full, a downgrade either yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean i no. i'm sorry like i want to be really clear like it's not it's not a system where like full bodies are strictly better they serve different purposes you know yes. like you like coming back down to it like don't think just because you've made it up to the full bodies that you've made it to the end game that you're you're at pinnacle cigar smoking because the mediums and the lights are going to still offer a lot for for you. So to, to share with the audience, um, I work with customer care, and it, it at times can be a very stressful job. Um, I would not want to come home and smoke this cigar necessarily to help me take necessarily the edge off or help me relax or decompress from the day. I, I would want something a little heavier for that. But if I if I had a weekend and it was a nice relaxing weekend, I was able uh, to do a minimal minimal amount of housework, um, you know, and just relax and you know enjoy my leisure time. This is the perfect cigar for that. So if you're going to go out on a trip somewhere and you're going to be able to, you know, sit by the beach or resort or whatever it is that you do to relax and you're planning on relaxing and not needing something to take the edge off, I would highly recommend this cigar. So maybe like maybe if you're going out on, say, maybe a golf outing. It depends on your golf game. If you get stressed out by the way that you golf, um, then and you're perfectly fine with how you golf and you're not taking it serious, then yes. Uh, the way that I golf, I'm happy when my ball goes further than the divot that I create. Um, so I don't, both. <laughs> I don't take it very seriously. Um, my biggest concern when I go 
itself are the damn windmills from the uh, putt-putt course. I am not... We're talking two different golfs. I can't... Yeah, and they get really mad when you create divots on mini golf courses. On a mini courses. golf course, that is true. Yeah, they, I've been kicked out of many a place. Listen, I'm just fucking impressed. <laughs> 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 How the hell did that club not fold? <laughs> uh, so when it comes to cigars and golf, which is actually a very common pairing, I am woefully inadequate to talk about that. Um, when I when I smoke cigars, I'm not doing anything except smoking said cigars. You're so not I, a person who goes out to do something even semi-active to smoke a cigar. You're a person that likes to sit back and relax while enjoying a cigar. Correct. Typically, I'm going to smoke cigars um, either during the day. Um, if it's during the day, honestly, it's going to be on a Sunday. Again, after the Packers play, uh, the Packers typically have the first game, uh, so that I can just sit back, relax, watch the third game. I'm not stressed out about the results. I don't really care who wins or loses, typically. And I can just enjoy it. This is the gr a great cigar for that. If I had a really rough day at work, I'm going to go with something a little heavier. All right, all right. So if you're sitting out at night, just enjoying Mother Nature. If it's not raining, looking up at the stars, which with tonight is great because we have a nice overcast... <laughs> Sky. There's a beautiful set of stars out here. So I can say the North Star is up over there, and no one here can criticize me. Unless you <laughs> pull out a compass. I'm out that Google, uh, it, it, Google sky. It, it's, right. it's right over there. <laughs> I know I'm right on this one. I, I'm going to just take your word because I don't feel like downloading Google Sky. I, actually, right. I hate being wrong, so if I'm going to pull something. Tim's, Tim's checking me. No, no, no. no? Okay. no uh, I, Big Dipper is over there, and North Star is over there. I uh, I actually had found and another Uranus news. This is right over there. That's what she said. <laughs> Mars was over there a few nights ago. It was. Uh, I found another news article that I think is interesting. Okay. Uh, the Rangers uh, made a triple play that has not been yes. done since nineteen twelve. Was it a four or five? It, I don't know what that means. Uh, um, it deals with the positions. positions. It. Uh, but and the uh, runner was not out at first base. It was a triple play without retiring the batter. Yeah. For the first time since June 13th, 1912, when the Dodgers did it against the Reds. Wow. So they would have, yeah, they would have got him out at home third and second. Yep. yep. That's impressive. That's weird. That's yeah. very weird. It's almost as rare as the unassisted triple play. That is. I'm not aware of what that is. Like, it's very hard to do. I think one was recently done, and by recent, I want to say it was the year that ended in seven, so I don't know if it was 2007. It had to have been, because it wasn't in 2017. But yeah, it's it's very rare. I don't even know what that is. What's What's an unassisted triple play? It's basically you get three people, three people out by yourself oh, without the help of shit. anyone else. Really? I, I've seen the unassisted yeah. double play. Uh, so basically what happens is, is uh, it's usually the uh, shortstop or third baseman. You catch mm -hmm. the ball, you take a base, and you take a runner. Uh, uh, for our, any anyone who's out collecting trophies, um, MLB The Show has a notoriously hard trophy for one year for actually getting an unassisted play. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I'm not a big baseball fan. I'll root for the Red Sox when they're in the playoffs. So far it's this year they're doing outstanding but we'll see what happens in the playoffs because with baseball it's a wash if you're in you have a chance yeah it's that's, not like basketball. that's very much true any yeah. team can win mm -hmm. basically well you know when you play seven million games a season is it 100 182 i think comment below if we're wrong that's that's about 150 too many it, it is I a mean, lot of considering games. most of the games are just standing <laughs> considering i'm a football a fan and uh, you no, play 16 games in a season that's the problem 
is it's 180 games where 70% of it is people doing nothing. Cute. <laughs> well, wait, no, baseball's biggest problem is it's either strikeouts or home runs. Well, the biggest problem with baseball is that it's baseball. It's time. <laughs> the games are extremely long. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to watch when you're there live. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's hard to stay engaged when you're watching it on That's TV. a different thing, though. You're in the stadium. You've got the energy of the stadium around. Like, that. But the energy in the stadium is completely different also from compare a baseball game to a football game. Absolutely. You know, okay. I, I, I'll have to defer to uh, George Carlin's classic, Baseball versus uh, Football. Um, it's one of his few, and I, I believe it's maybe it might be his only safe-for-work uh, <laughs> stand-ups that you can actually listen to at work. So, Tim, I see I don't see a cigar in your hand. Are you... Have you finished your cigar? Yeah, I'm going to... I called it quits on it. So most cigars are on a rating scale of 1 to 100. You don't see anything below an 80, which doesn't make sense. Why don't you just do a scale of 1 to 20? If, that... you, had to, if you had to do a scale, I, I don't like anything rating to 100 because then you're getting into fine details. What's the difference between... In, uh, 98 versus a 97. Yeah. So let's say we did a scale of 1 to 10 for yeah. Scott's beer. On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate this cigar this overall cigar, and why? Overall, uh, I'd probably have to give it a 6, 6.5, somewhere in that like that general vicinity. I don't know that I'd be willing to give it a 7. Uh, okay. It's it's a solid cigar. Like, the composition was amazing. You know, it burnt even even after I messed it up. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it fixed itself. I didn't have to do anything. And that, that speaks a lot to the cigar's make uh the flavor none of it was amazing you know nothing there was nothing outstanding about the cigar you okay. know there wasn't uh there wasn't like deep rich notes of anything there wasn't uh unique flavors about the cigar mm-hmm. it was a very average cigar executed very well you know uh it was interesting that it didn't really develop as it smoked yep uh but i i personally think that's a bit of a downside okay because uh, i really enjoy the journey sure uh that cigars typically offer from the beginning to the end um so that's that's kind of where i sit with it you know it was it was a very it was an average cigar executed very well and that's kind of what for me brings it up above the the genuine average mark but i'm sure. not willing to go super high on it because i think that there's just a lot that it could have done personally that would have made it an outstanding cigar sure what about yourself um i'm gonna give it two ratings I'm okay gonna, i'm gonna cheat the system okay all right i would say it's gonna be an asshole off the fucking session one all right well why not i'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take your role oh, that's fair that's fair i would say this if i had to rate this as someone who has never smoked a cigar before i would i would give this a solid seven okay. um just for all the reasons that you said of um i don't want to say dummy proof or smoking it yeah uh, but the composition is, is so well made um and what I really liked about it for a beginner cigar is the, the flavor profile didn't really change all that much. So if you say, oh, you're smoking this, do you get any leather taste from this? Yeah. Yeah, a little. And as you concentrate on that, you can pick that up wherever you are with the cigar. It doesn't matter if you're in the beginning, middle, yep. or end. Yep. Um, and I think that's really important for someone first starting out so they can try and develop the taste for smoking the cigar. I think for the uh, more advanced cigar smoker, I think I would go right around a 6.5. Yeah. Um, it's like there's nothing really special about the cigar, yeah. but it's a great mild cigar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm totally in agreement with you on that. Totally. So for a non-cigar smoker out there, uh, looks like we have some Camel cigarettes. Ooh, uh, yeah. Should we get our weekly review? Yeah. Let's let's hear about those Camel Menthol I lights. Mean, some Camel Menthol silvers going on here. Yeah, oh, that's right. Can't call them lights. That's all right. Uh, as a um, also, it should be noted, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, so I've never had to make the adjustment from not inhaling versus um, cigar smoking because you, you definitely don't want to inhale um, <laughs> a cigar, especially when you get more to the 
the full-bodied cigars. Yeah, please I know, don't. I know that's a common mistake, that, uh, uh, especially the way that the cigarette and tobacco companies have been working. Um, it seems more people smoke cigarettes than cigars, and we, and we can save that topic for you know maybe week two or 15 down the line. <laughs> but, Scott, what do you think of your cigarette, and how does it pair with your beers? You know, when it comes to drinking beer, I love a good cigarette. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and most people who go out drinking, actually from Wisconsin, uh, know that once you start drinking, you start smoking. You're going to want a cigarette. You're going to want a cigarette eventually. Uh, they've paired pretty well together tonight. Yeah. Uh, I've been smoking for a while now, so uh, I wouldn't say that uh, they didn't pair well together, because they did. Because, uh, let's face it, if you're drinking beer, you're probably drinking beer. You're probably smoking cigarettes, too, especially from Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would say it was a good combination. Uh, what's your, uh, I mean, you kind of gave us a ratings on our beer already. Uh, what's your take on the whiskey then, John? Um, overall, I really enjoy the whiskey. Um, I'm not used to a whiskey without a little bit of a burn. Yeah. And when I first drank this, that, that highly shocked me. Um, I'm not one of those guys who enjoys fruity shots or anything like that. If I'm going to do a shot, I want to feel a burn. So I would not recommend doing shots of this. But this is a great sipping whiskey. So I don't, I don't know if you want to do a scale of one yeah, to ten. Yeah, let's, do, or let's, let's like keep that. that system going. I mean, like, Oof. let's be consistent on it. Um, I would rate this higher than single barrel. Um, I actually prefer gentlemen's over single barrel. Okay, yeah, um, I can agree with that generally. Uh, but that that's just me. So if you want to try a cheaper whiskey, go for the gentleman. Don't spend the money on the single barrel. Um, I, I would give it a solid seven. I, I don't think there's any. Again, um, with your flavoring, how you describe the cigar. There's no distinct flavors. It, you know, it wasn't really oaky. It wasn't really floral. But it was overall very, very smooth. And if anyone would offer me a glass of it, I would accept it hands down. I would never pass one out. Yeah. And absolutely. Tim, what do you think your overall on the whiskey is? Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to give this an eight. Uh, this is, like I said, I this is my second favorite Jack product uh, behind the the Frank Sinatra Select, which is the best whiskey I've ever had. Um, so, like, I'm willing to give this an eight uh, for basically the same reasons you know it it doesn't do any particular thing in a manner that's just like oh wow i can really i can really grasp like the barrel that it was aged in you know i can really get a hold of uh uh the flavors in uh the mash or anything like it it is a very subtle whiskey all the way across and there's no burn uh it it's incredibly easy to sip. Uh, if you take your time with it, you can pull out some of those flavors, but you have to take your time with it. Um, and again, none of the flavors are really, they're not outstanding and they're not unique necessarily. Like I said, it's its just, it's a muted jack. Uh, Overall, it's a good whiskey, you'd say. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing it's, I, super special Yeah, about I think it. it's a great whiskey. Yep. Uh, it's just, it's... Overall, it, it's good. Just yeah. nothing... its It doesn't quite make it into, like, the upper echelon of a nine or a ten you know this is this is the top end of that mid-tier whiskey which is sad that it's a limited run because if you want to introduce someone to a whiskey i would say this is a great whiskey because you're going to take the fear of a hard liquor away from that person's like yeah. oh I, I don't want that burn i don't want that yeah. pain of you know doing that hard shot mm -hmm. yeah because me personally i'm not a big fan of that that hard burn when it comes to whiskey mm -hmm. uh i mean granted me and whiskey don't get along in general but it's, it's a lot of it has to do with i don't like that that burn sure but that's 
one of the roughest parts of whiskey, is you it, take a shot of whiskey. That's what I like. And you get... I want to feel the shot that I take. Yeah. I don't want to... Don't give me a lemon drop. Don't give me a starburst. <laughs> I had a guy I used to work with, and going to the bar with him was a double-edged sword, because I never had to pay for a shot. But everything that I took was extremely fruity. But after <laughs> enough drinks, I just stopped caring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, my pocketbook loved it. My taste, taste buds after a while, I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, whis- whiskey's tough, because it, it's, it's so flavored dense that taking a shot of it can be a shock almost yes and you you lose a lot of stuff yeah because it goes down so fast so uh uh, tim how would you judge the overall pairing uh it's really tough on a one to ten yeah uh it's really tough for this particular pairing like they pair well because they just don't play you know so like they're both individually very good but they don't bring anything out in one another so if you had Uh, to give it a one to ten if i had to give it a one to ten i'd probably say it's about a six about a seven like in that area again i would agree again you're taking two positives and as long as you enjoy both of them you will um, have a great time if you're if you dislike either one and you're hoping that one will mask the other you will be disappointed so as long as you enjoy both of them go for it and you will have a great time again there's nothing wrong with being above average exactly the vast majority of things are average that's why it's called an average there's there's nothing wrong with a five or six i think in today's society something's not a 10 or a 9 it's like oh i'm not not bothered and it's lost its meaning you know this this isn't a two or a three they don't detract from one another you know you're not missing anything by by having one with the other you know they're not they're not fighting one another they just don't participate you you don't need one or the other to have a good time if you don't particularly like the cigar but you want a a good smooth whiskey you will have a great time and if you don't if you used to skip the whiskey and you want to smoke the cigar you're going to enjoy the cigar as well just don't expect anything spectacular because you're doing both at the same time. So if you had to give it a number, John, for the pairing. That's really tough. Um, That's kind of where I was at. <laughs> like, it's difficult to number the pairing. I'm going to give it a hard five. And yeah. so for me, in, in the way that I rate something, yeah. to be above average, they have to play together. Okay. And it doesn't do that. So that could... automatically knocks it down to a five for me. Okay. Um, I can see but that. But the cigar doesn't take away from the whiskey, and the whiskey doesn't take away from the cigar. So it yeah. doesn't make it below average. So yeah. I'm just going to give it a hard five. And again, yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with having two positives that play well with it. You know, I, you with that explanation like if we're all just going to get on board with like the same kind of ratings like like I, i'm happy with making a five just I, average i'm actually just willing to rescind my six or seven and call this a five because they they don't they don't hurt each other they don't help each other they're good so to yeah, re- i'm i'm totally down to change that to a five for i would say to recap so the, the cigar is between a six and a seven depending on where you stand in terms of your smoking prowess and what you're looking for in a yeah. cigar um the whiskey i would again give it a seven yeah. so again you're you're comparing a at worst a six and a seven yeah. there's nothing wrong with having that they're both slightly above average yes yeah. just because a pairing is average does not mean that the cigar and the whiskey are both bad and together it's now average so please do not get that idea because that was completely wrong yeah exactly yeah and you know personally like i rated the the whiskey like a six five and or i'm sorry the whiskey like an eight and the cigar like a six five you know and that doesn't mean it makes it a seven exactly you know they don't bump each other up they don't knock each other down the rating on the pairing is discussing how well they play together and they just don't it's a five taking the mean of both of them yeah it's just the pairing itself. Yeah, because there's a distinct possibility we come into this with a four and a five and come out with a seven or an eight on a pairing because they're subpar on their own, but when you get them together, they go well. And there's nothing wrong with having a, having a lesser performing cigar but paired with a great whiskey. As long as you as long as long you know that, yeah. have at it. 
go at it. Exactly. So yeah, it's, I think that's about right. I'm willing to to settle on a five for the pairing. I think that's a that's a fair assessment of this. So Tim, if people yeah. have comments or they want to yell and scream at us as the internet often does, or if you have that one odd person who says, "Yeah, you guys are doing a really good job," or if people have questions, comments, or concerns, or where suggestions. Can... Yes, we love suggestions. Uh, this is our first one that we're actually recording and going to be able to put out to the public. If you guys want different ideas or want us to try something completely different, or if there's a pairing that you really like, that you would like us to try and get our opinions, where can people reach us so that we can actually hear the masses? First things first, please don't yell I'm sensitive. Please don't yell at me. If you want to get a hold of us on email, sleepandbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions, concerns, comments, things that you hated about this, things you really liked about this, pairings you want to see. Uh, If you don't have pairings, if you want to get our take on an individual whiskey or an individual cigar hit us up and we'll maybe we'll get an episode done on those things um, like scott mentioned if you have suggestions for us we're looking for any tips we can get like if you're willing if you've got ideas for us we had open ears to and if it's it. a world event or current event topic that you want us to talk or you want our opinions on us let us know uh maybe we'll cover it maybe we will not i know i knew about ign because i typically do gaming uh, tim you're kind of all over the place <laughs> with, with your news i'm yeah a little scatterbrained <laughs> i tend to be more a little more towards sports myself yep. Yeah. So if there's uh, something or you want our opinion on something, hit us up. We'll always be honest. Yes. You know, we will always give you our point of view. I can promise uh, that we will read everything you send us. I can't promise we'll always get back to it. But we look forward to uh, having you join us on the next episode. This has been the Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name's Tim. My name is John. And I am Scott. And Hashtag we world is flat. Hit us up with that long earth theory and uh, we'll see you next week.